0: had this um discussion with a a friend of mine and she was not really understanding because i guess the way social media portrays this soft life is like you don't have to work hard for what you want right and so i do i wake up and i I gotta focus on my business and do the things but if i wake up and my body is telling me "Mm -mm, you need a little you need another hour of rest or just sit down and and cool your jets a little bit then i can do that Because I'm not having to clock into anybody's job. So to me, that's soft. Because I used to live really hard having to clock into that job every Mm -hmm. single day. And somebody else was picking up my kids and I wasn't able to be there for them. That was hard for me. Mm -hmm. This, this is soft. Mm -hmm. I can do this. And I'm up sometimes 3 o'clock in the morning doing paperwork for the job, for my business. But it's my business. Yeah, You know what I mean? So to me, that, and that's what I'm hearing you say is like, Taking the time to rest because rest is really a requirement. It should not be a reward. Period.
1: Rest should be yeah. like a routine, just like you brush your teeth and wash your face. Like you tell yes. your kids back in the day to take a nap, but now you're grown, so you don't need to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I need a nap, okay?
0: I love some naps, girl. I actually had that conversation with my daughter. She was like, Mommy, you be napping. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Every day after I picked them up from school. I was like, that's my time, because I've been up, I've been working. I need.
1: Yeah, a- <laughs> I'm like, I'm in time out right now. Mm-hmm. So who else is going to give us permission to hit the pause button?
0: Sometimes, honestly, I wonder, because I have been single for so long, but I was just so fixated on, like, being the best mother that I could be, because if the father wasn't going to be there, I didn't want my children lacking anything. I hear all the time where, like, sometimes... Young girls who don't have a father figure in the household, they can become promiscuous and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to make sure that's not a problem. But sometimes I wonder if because I've been single for so long and because I'm running my own, mm, right? How am I going to introduce somebody into my situation? Am I going to be able to, like do what I need to do to welcome them in, to have an open space. So be- I think though, because I'm mindful of that, I do like really try to stay open-minded because I do want a man. I'm like, God, send him. <laughs> I don't know where he at, but send him. So that gives me hope too, you know, knowing that Absolutely. you are an alpha alpha female and he's an alpha male and y'all have managed to make it work. So I'm like, okay, he got this somewhere.
1: It's work. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of work. And I'll just share with you that um, he'll come for you. He's, mm-hmm. and just like you said, you, you're conscious about making the room and yeah. as long as you're open to it, it will come to you and you're going to be like, oh, I didn't even know I needed that. Yes. <laughs> Cause I didn't know. <laughs> Cause like you, like I was just raising my daughters, doing my thing, trying to keep, you know, keep my other daughter in college and just really like doing my thing. And I mean, I didn't look for it. And then, yeah. you know, he came in and he just been so helpful with the children as adult children, I mean, he's all mm. he said from day one, they're my girls,
0: yeah. And he's oh, shown up awesome. in
1: that capacity, even when we got a divorce the first time, he was still <laughs> there for them, yeah. He never left their side. He was like, I'm here for y'all, you know, me, my your mom going through. If you need me, I'm here. And he sincerely meant it,
0: yeah. Wow, that is awesome. That is awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you shared that.
1: In 2019, in August
2: 2019, I will never forget this. I was sleeping on the couch downstairs. I used to live in North Carolina. I was sleeping on the couch, getting ready for my 12-hour shift. And God spoke to me and said, Shanika, if you do not change, you're going to die. And mm-hmm. it was not like he was talking about physical death. He was talking about death from all of my dreams, my goals, my ambition, you know, because I always see myself as rich, for one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I always see myself not clocking in anyone's job. Like, mm-hmm. listen.
0: <laughs> Amen to
2: that part, honey.
0: <laughs> listen,
2: you know, like, because I always saw myself free. I think mm-hmm. that's the best place, this way to put it. I always saw myself free. But, you know, I, I, I'm a single mom, so I had to work the nine-to-five because I didn't believe in myself. Mm. So that happened in 2009. So the two tragedies that happened was in 2020, I lost my mom to COVID. Um, actually, it was like 11 days after my 30 my 36th birthday, right? She died on March 27th. And that really propelled me to um, drive forward with my dreams, like it really like prepared me like life is really short like she was here on Thursday and she's gone on Saturday I just spoke to her on Sunday she just had a mm-hmm. cold. that's when we didn't really know the ramification of COVID right yeah so I loved Her and it really like I don't want to die with all of this inside of me I don't want to die and not live a bigger vision so I started my healthcare staffing agency it ran very well I made seven figures in like less than a year like more money that I, I didn't even ask God for all of that because all I was all I really asked God for was to just let me be home with my babies. Let mm-hmm. me go for them at school. As a single mom, you know, when other, when the mom and the dad show up or the mom show up and the other kids and you don't see your mom or dad, it kind of do something to you. Kind of yes. like, does anybody care about me? But I'm very curious about the virtuous woman for the 21st century.
3: Yeah. Right? So like, ideally, what does that look like? Well, I got that book here. It's on my desk.
0: Virtuous Chic. I love yeah. it. hmm
3: So that is all about just challenging some things that we were told about what that should look like Mm -hmm. in church. Um, And then just talking about, it's like, okay, myth versus reality. Mm -hmm. And then not being so impacted by the culture. Mm -hmm. I feel that that's something that we all as Christians have to be aware of that we keep in focus that we're in the world and not of it. And so it's just one of those things where all things are lawful, but not (laughs) obedient. But it's really good. I talk about it. I share it in a humorous way. Yeah, uh, Talking about all different aspects that you need to worry about having on point, your relationship with God, Mm -hmm. uh, your relationship with friends, a whole chapter on how to choose friends wisely. Um, Of course, we talk about fashion and dress uh, and then just finding your purpose. Right. We talk about relationships because you can't not talk about relationships. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you have a book, you know, addressing Christian millennial women, it's like, what about dating? So I share my whole testimony of, excuse me, my relationship with my husband and how that came about. And how at one point in my single season, I just said, I refuse to date anymore. I just refuse. I said, I, um, date in the traditional sense of how yeah. the world looks at dating. Yeah. Where you just go out with this one and that one. And, you know, kind of like speed dating mm-hmm. that thing, like, you just book your calendar for weeks on out and date as many people as you can and yeah, get experience. And I was like, yeah, no, uh, more, <laughs> more than that, um, no shade to anyone who does that, but I just was like, I don't want my time wasted.
0: I want to be very intentional about dating.
3: dating. (laughs) Yes. My own steak dinner. I don't need that. Like I, I'm not dating. The next person I'm going to date is going to be my husband. And that's it. Yeah. My family was just like, well, how's that going to work? And I'm like, I don't know, but it is because that's (laughs) what I'm doing. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to team up with God and he's going to let me know. When it's the right person, yeah. and he's going to let that person know when I'm the right person, and then we're going to enter into courtship, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get married. That's Ooh, what- great, girl. Say that again. <laughs> I love it. I was courtship. Like, yes. I had never seen it done before, but I was like, I don't care. Yeah. are just like, you're going to be single for a long time. That's okay.
4: So I don't think I started it out. I set to write a book with this. I was really going through a lot of turmoil in my life. I had there was a, like a silent storm within me, and I have always been able to express myself through my writing. That is the the way I express myself clearly.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So I started out really just um, writing what I was feeling, so I could get it out. You know what I mean? I always say like music, like there are two things that I think I cannot live without and be happy other than my children it's music and writing i think music for me is like the thing that centers me and i'm calm and it kind of helps me define what i'm feeling and then writing helps me express it so i because of all that i was in a a terrible place i was just in a lot of turmoil inside and I, i i was so sad and and unhappy and I writing is, is, was my therapy. So I began to write what I was feeling. I write my thoughts. I mean, I was furiously writing. And some, I would go back and look at it. And I'm like, oh, no, uh, let's not say this like this. So, you know, there was a lot of anger and there was a lot of resentment. The earliest, um, um, you know, writing, oh, there was a lot of anger and resentment coming through. But as I began, I realized I had so much material. I said, OK, I should turn this into a book. But it took me a year to edit it. My daughter wrote a book, published it during the time I was waiting because I knew I wasn't ready. As much as Mm. I wanted to get it out there, I wanted it to be right. I wanted it to say what I needed it to say the way I needed it to say. And so it took me a good year to edit it because some of the, you know, (laughs) when I look back, At my first manuscript, it is so different from the complete book. There is so much anger Mm -hmm. in it, and uh, and the the words that I use. I mean, the message would not have been delivered. You know, people would not have been able to receive what I had to say, even if they don't agree. You know, it was bad. It was bad. So I edited it out. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think that coming to like the point where okay, it took me a year to edit it. I finally put it out there. Was that like a healing moment for you? Or did you feel like, yes. okay.
4: Yeah, writing it was healing. Writing it was healing. Putting it out was terrifying. Because mm. I knew, I know, and I knew what putting it out would mean. I was right. risking a whole lot putting it out. Because this book is, is a departure from how I grew up. And mm-hmm. I was risking a lot, but I, I had come to the place where I knew I wanted to live honestly. I didn't want mm-hmm. to have one thought process and be pretentious. I wanted people mm-hmm. to know where I stood and and I, either they like it or don't, either they accept it or don't. If they love me, they should love me with, a, you know what I mean? As, as I right. am where I am. And so I took yeah. the risk and I put it out and it was just, it was a, I, I don't, it, the emotion that I felt, it was, it was, it was very, um, freeing, I think, very mm. freeing, because, you know, you holding back, and holding back, and holding back, let, once, once I let it go, I, I felt, um, free, I felt, this is it, there, everybody's going to know where I stand, and, and I was good with it, I was in a good place at that point, I, yeah, and I knew that I could, um, Have the discussion. One of the things that I wanted is for people to be able and willing to ask me, you know, about what I wrote in the book. And so we could have the discussion. And so I felt ready at that point. You know, that's why I, I was able to put it out then.
0: Hey, before we get too far into the episode, I want to tell you about the breakaway calculator. This thing is absolutely amazing. Not only will it tell you how to reverse engineer your numbers so that you can make sure that the math is math in and that you are meeting your income goals for the year, but it also tells you what you need to have in your offer suite because... You can't sell what you don't have, right? It also gives you a price point for each of those, like an ideal price point. But if you want to change it up, girl, do your thing. It's all you, okay? Not only does it break it down yearly for you, but it also breaks it down monthly and quarterly so that you can make sure that the math is mathing all the way through the year and help you to stay on track. If you want to get a copy of that, go to calculator.breakawayblueprint.com. All right, back to the episode. For you right now, you're building a community, right? So it's more mm-hmm. than just sending people a link here, buy this thing or buy that thing. It's you're building a community of people. So is your community more focused on those who are looking to buy or those who are looking to like get into affiliate marketing the way that you um, the way that you do it?
1: Um, honestly, for either or, but I'm mainly focused on busy parents just because I am um a busy parent myself. <laughs> but um, I always tell people that because I've had people reach out and they're like, oh, I really wanted to join your group, but I seen it was for a parent and I'm not a parent. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I If you need help, like I am here to help you type thing.
0: Yeah. That's always the scary part about niching down is you're afraid that you'll alienate people because like, I struggled with that in the beginning when starting my business. I was like, oh, well, I mean, I teach business practices, but it's not necessarily just for women or just for mothers, but I had to, you have to niche down because you need to get clear on your messaging. So it's always a concern that you'll like alienate people. But I always say like, I may not be talking directly to you, but if you hear the message and it resonates, come on in. We're not trying to alienate anybody. So I think that that's good that you that you recognize that like, well, oh my gosh, people are, (laughs) but that's, you know, that's kind of the thing about when you, when you niche down. So I don't know. It's a thing.
1: (laughs) Yes, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. But I think it's also great that you are building a community um, to get people more awareness and understanding of how to do things with integrity. Because um, I know like when the pandemic hit, everybody and their mother had a course to sell or had some type of coaching program or something that was going on. And, but not all of it was really valuable. It was just kind of copy and paste, throw information together. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, something that could really take a person from A to B. Um, Although a lot of people are looking to go from A to Z, but I mean, it's more important to go to A to B and then B to C and then C to yeah, D, you Yeah, know?
1: slowly go
0: there. <laughs> exactly. It's a process, you know, but there was so many like, oh, I can, you know, turn you into a six-figure earner. I know that was like the big thing, right? Like you can make six yeah. figures in six months and stuff like that. And it just wasn't the reality of situations for people. So now it is harder that when you are doing something honestly and with integrity for people to really listen. Um you have to find creative ways of how to speak out about things because they can hear it but it all sounds the same and i think people have become a little
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what is the word like desensitized yeah. to the messaging yeah so i think it's good that you you know you have an honest platform and that you're encouraging people to to do things the right way even if it's even if it's not happening as quickly as maybe others but you know but it's still it's honest. I'd rather do that. I'd rather live honestly than. All right. Until the next one. And for those of you who are new, please go ahead and subscribe. And if you're not new, then welcome back and we'll see you in the next one.